Hey, Michelle, it's a beautiful Wednesday here at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. How are you doing today? I'm good, Josh. We just had a wonderful staff picnic with good food and beautiful weather. It's great to be here. It is. It's great to be with you as well. And uh, we've got a big announcement about our renowned speaker program coming up. Uh, Will you tell us who's coming to Mile High Church in November? Yeah, I'm very excited. November 3rd, Friday, November 3rd, we are so happy to be hosting Dan Harris. Dan Harris is a a former news anchor for ABC, and some people might remember him from his great work there. And he had a really profound experience on air and had a panic attack, basically, while he was doing his broadcast, which led him into some deep growth and personal reflection. And he is now a powerful teacher of meditation. And he has a great podcast. Like, didn't you say like one of the most popular podcasts out there besides ours, of course. Uh (laughs) Yeah, his 10% happier uh, podcast is really great. He interviews, you know, just uh, cutting edge people about mindfulness and meditation. Um, I've heard him say, you know, he's a self-proclaimed atheist, but it yes. doesn't mean that he doesn't have uh, this deep spiritual bent to him. He does. And what I love most about him is he's just got this pragmatic end, uh, hence the title 10% Happier. He's mm-hmm. teaching, you know, meditation isn't going to fix everything in your life, but hey, it can mm-hmm. make you 10% happier. And uh, I always resented him a little bit because I was a big Ted Koppel uh, <laughs> fan on Nightline, you know, growing up in the 90s. 90s, you'd get Bill Maher and Politically Incorrect, right, and then right, right after would yeah. be Ted Koppel yeah. and Nightline. And I don't know if he was uh, Ted Koppel's direct replacement, but he came you know, soon after, yes, and I really admired his story. But you know, what's so refreshing about him is his pragmatism, mm-hmm. his humor, um, his openness, and you know, his dedication to, to science. I, I haven't heard him say anything that he doesn't uh, strongly back up. And um, I don't know if it's the opening sentence of his book, but I always loved it. He said, you know, I wanted to title this book, The Voice in My Head is an A-hole, but according to FCC standards. And so, um, you know, it's just really open-ended. And we've been doing this spiritual practice initiative this Mm -hmm. year. And what a great speaker to talk to us about meditation and mindfulness. Yeah. And and though I agree with you, uh, he proclaims that he's not spiritual, but he's one of those spiritual people who often refers to the universe. Like even this Sunday, I'm sharing one of his quotes in my talk, and he is going, he's talking about, if you're not listening to that inner aspect of yourself, you're missing, and he says, the voice of the universe. Mm-hmm. You're missing the wisdom of the universe. So I don't I don't think he's a spiritual, like, God all over, all about God person, but I think he's definitely a being who understands the infinite in some form or fashion. Well, I, I always say that about atheists. It's just in the same way that atheists don't believe in God, I don't believe in atheists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got, you know, we're all alive. You, we all believe in life. You have to articulate it in some way. Oh, that's great. Uh, so we, we know that through June mm-hmm. and up to July, people can get early bird tickets early online bird. for this event. You know, you may be listening to this uh, across the country somewhere mm-hmm. and go, oh, I'd love to watch that online. Consider taking a trip out yeah, to Colorado. Join us in Denver. You know, a lot of people they feel uh, you know Mile High Church is their home, but mm-hmm. they haven't been on our campus, and mm-hmm. so we promise we haven't planned it out yet. But we're going to have a great weekend here. So there's going to be a Friday night. We have this thing called Sunday Morning Church. Right, <laughs> you, know, you can right. come and show up to, and so you know it's a great great time. And even on the website, you can find hotels and things like that. Uh, Dan, as far as I know, doesn't speak super often, and so mm-hmm. I don't think this is a, a super common mm-hmm. event or that he's on tour or anything like that. So we're really grateful to have him and, uh, you know, just to experience that 
teal sanctuary fool right. you know uh you know talking about something cutting edge in spiritual community i think is a really uplift and so i think a lot of people will enjoy the program and there's going to be a lot of people that said damn it i missed it you I know, know and I know. uh it may not repeat itself uh no, soon it's a one-time opportunity and you're right if you go into like you're going to buy a ticket there is a space there that shows people all the local hotels nearby and and it, all the airport information because we would love for people to travel here and be with us for that it's motel six over here yeah. There's a Denny's over there. No, I'm just kidding. There's some nice, nothing against Motel 6. There's no, some nice no, places. They great. leave the light on for they you, do Michelle. They leave the light on. Mm-hmm. So on this topic of meditation, yes. just because we're talking about that, um, I'm interested to know if there is something unique about how you meditate uh, that might help other people there that they may see as, as unconventional. And so I'll answer mm-hmm. first as you think about that. But a big key for me is uh, meditation changed for me when I started embracing my distractions. Yes. You know, I used to have this Darn, belief. that was going to be my answer. Oh, <laughs> was that, uh, you know, that meditation had to be distraction-free. So if yeah. there was a baby crying or someone mowing the lawn, I would get super angry. I'm mm-hmm. trying to meditate. And I've learned that no matter what is going on, that it's an alarm clock to bring me back mm-hmm. to present and to yes. center. I always tell people in addition to that, because I totally agree with you that distractions are a part because then you can manage the distractions in life and stay on a course of centeredness no matter what's going on in your life when you've exercised that muscle of being able to be distraction-free in your meditation and your practice. I also feel that um, if you're somebody who sits down to meditate and you have all sorts of thoughts and and things that just won't leave you alone, you are what we call normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that every human that that the, the goal and the intention is not to necessarily not be thinking. It's to manage your thinking in such a way that you can can take those distractive thoughts and, and not just ignore them. You and I both talked to people about writing things down, having a piece of paper and writing mm-hmm. things down. My to-do list is often what mostly infringes on me. So it's like stopping and and even um, holding those thoughts as holy, uh, sacred aspects of myself so that I can return to center and just be mindful. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be mindfully thinking about my grocery list. But what I find is that if I just write down, oh, I need to remember to buy bananas or whatever, and then I can easily return back to a, a sweeter uh, space. And so I think people often think, well, I can't meditate because I can't stop thinking. And I just, I, I've listened to His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, who meditates every single day of his life, one of the most holy centered men I've ever encountered in my life. And he talks about being distracted and having a hard time with his thoughts and, and, and bringing compassion and bringing compassion for himself and compassion for those thoughts and the people who show up in his meditation. So it's all connected. So just letting ourselves just be who and what we are, I think is a key thing. I love that. And then, you know, I I think that authenticity is a key to meditation because if we're trying to be someone we're not, we're being someone superficial and it's Mm going to lead to superficial meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thanks so much for that sharing, Michelle. Yeah. I call that practice, oh shit, meditation, yeah. where I'm forgetting, oh, I forgot to do yeah. this yesterday, yeah. and uh, uh-huh. or I want to do this tomorrow. So getting those notes in there and, you know, having that compassion for ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to develop um, Buddha-like compassion for the world if we... Um, 
don't treat ourselves well. Right. And then, and what is meditation, but that opportunity to be with our body, mm-hmm. to be in the present moment, uh, for better or for worse with that, whatever's going on and to say, you know, damn it, I'm going to love myself anyways, right. uh, in this, in this point. One other tool for me, really important for meditation. Yes. Hot black coffee. Oh, sure. Well, that's the precursor for me. Yeah. Yes. See, that's how mm-hmm. I get into something about it. It's not mm-hmm. too sweet, so it's a little bitter, so it's right. not like a treat, right. but it smells and yes. awakens the senses, yes. and it can help me um, get in that good meditative yeah, mode. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, um, you didn't know I was going to do that, but can you tell us briefly about VR? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have, as you know, entered into the virtual reality meditation world, and I have a high value for beauty. What I, I've always loved art and music, and there's something about the VR virtual reality headset. There's an app called Trip, T-R-I-P-P, and a lot of it is guided meditations, which I, I enjoy somewhat, but what really, um, it takes me into awe. Because it's this 3D environment with these beautiful images, and um, they've really done a lot of studies on up-leveling the chemistry. So I often use the trips as a precursor to my regular meditation or prayer practice to get myself centered. And at the end of uh, some of the, the trips, there's daily focus and other aspects you can do. I've entered in pictures of things and people that make me happy, like my my husband and my son and my dogs and your daughter and um, some friends and outings and things that I I just find beautiful. And at the end of the environment, there'll be this beautiful, uh, wonderful mandala and all these little orbs with all the pictures of the people and things that I love in it. And it just gives me chills and makes me feel happy. And it just feels like the chemistry in my body gets itself all set. And I, I find that as a beautiful launching ground for my meditation work. And I've just loved it. I haven't, I don't, I think I've... I haven't missed a day with it other than I didn't drag it with me when I traveled because it's uh-huh. kind of bulky, but um, I just love it. And, that's, and I love that. Yeah. So whether or not at you know, home you have one of these or not, what great advice to, to you yeah. know, creating an altar with yes. these pictures. It reminds me of like when I have to go confront my son, there's a baby picture of him on the wall yeah. and I make myself <laughs> stare at it for at least 60 seconds before yeah. um, you know the, the Reverend Ogre comes into his room. <laughs> so, so thanks so much for those great tips, uh, mm-hmm. Michelle. I'm looking forward to having Dan Harris here and to uh, a great month of stuff going on here at at, at Mile High, we're heading in. We've got our Spirit of Independence service yes. coming up. Yes. Um, you know, Father's Day, a Juneteenth celebration uh, during service. So lots of great things. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. These are all things that, in my personal opinion, are in Josh's uh, realm of genius. The everything he talks about for um, the Spirit of Independence and Juneteenth and Father's Day. It's all it's all like brilliant, Josh. I mean, he's always brilliant, but this is extra brilliant. So be with us on Sundays. Listen to our podcast. Listen to our services. You're going to be happy you did. Take care all.